0: This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door and you get hundred nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. My fellow shwoke lords, what is up? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Cancel Shweezy. You made it. You're here. Questionable if you're queer. But either way, I'm going to get used to it. So welcome welcome to the fucking show, people. Welcome to Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's, trademark, favorite podcast. Uh, exciting, Exciting stuff going on here. Um I do I do think I should say early on in this episode at least at the beginning of it I am recording this Monday March 20th uh, I'm starting at 8:25 p.m. Uh that's when I'm starting to record this episode so uh whatever happened with the Trump indictment I don't know anything yet I don't know what's going to happen it's coming out March 22nd so And you're like, ah, there's probably not going to be too much going on here today. Well, I talked about a rumor about Blink-22 getting back together. And then on Tuesday, they announced it. And then Wednesday, the episode released. So uh, I'm very often... Congratulations, you played yourself. I have been known for playing myself uh, in the last last couple of uh, millennia or millennia, meaning... um, (laughs) <laughs> the, the. The. Today. I don't, know. I don't know. Anyways. We have a podcast to get to. I ate two double down chicken sandwiches this week from KFC. This is not sponsored by KFC. I just wanted to point that out. But uh, the double down chicken sandwich is back. And some of you aren't fat pieces of shit. So I should probably explain what, what a. Uh, What a uh, with the double down chicken sandwich at KFC is. So the usual chicken sandwich, you know, it's you know you got a bun. It's usually like a hamburger type bun, on you know with a deep fried chicken batting. Unless you we're a group, but we're talking about the the deep fried ones. And uh, then on then toppings are different. You know, usually it's pickles. I don't like pickles. I always ask for them off. Hot chicken or cold chicken, you know. Uh, I prefer that. Uh, I prefer no pickles. Some people like pickles because surprisingly, uh, Chick Fil A has pickles, uh, even though how big they are and pickles not touching. And uh, if you if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of w- welcome to Cancel swe- ch- sh- 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 Uh the only podcast that is poly for Jesus. How can you? realistically say i'm monogamous i'm i'm in i'm into monogamy (coughs) monogamy is my thing yet you also have a relationship with jesus too now that's not monogamous if you have a spouse a partner and jesus so theoretically we all need to be a little poly poly for jesus okay and this is the podcast that is that is requesting you all be poly for jesus uh what would Jesus do? Rolly, Polly, Ollie. Uh, that's Jesus for you. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. Oh, Jesus was like to everyone. This is the type of guy. Good morning, Julia. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. It? feel like a woman. A feel, real woman. Feel, hello, Mary. Good morning, Mary Magdalene. It's me, Joe. Just wanted to say hi. Wish you a great day. Just thought last night, Mary Magdalene to look at you, probably one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, my life is not being, uh, I'm starting to sound like the mayor from The Simpsons. <coughs> Poor Jack ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. <laughs> That's Forrest Gump. What am I doing with the impressions today? I don't know, but welcome to the show, folks. Uh, if you like music, I have music. Go check me out wherever you stream music at. Don't be stingy over there. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, we also got, uh, you know, also got my social media pages. You know which ones I'm on. I'm on all of them, theoretically, even if I'm not active. You'll figure out which ones I'm active on uh, because if you go to one that's not active, it will not work. So that's at the uh, TikTok, especially we're trying to gain TikTok uh, following, uh, and especially Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Uh, I play video games every Thursday. I'm going to try and beat the Minish Cap this Thursday uh, as we come out. So twitch.tv slash theshweezy, great thing. Uh, a reminder, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect it to your Twitch account. And uh, basically, that's a free $5 credit to subscribe. Following anyone's free, you should already be doing that. But to subscribe is around $5, and it's a great way to financially support... Uh, your daddy that's my hole <coughs> that, that's where it spits which one is daddy, <laughs> daddy. that's what that's daddy it's like a, a porn star and I forgot this porn star's name it's like comes in and out uh, uh I can't remember who she is uh she has nice titties, you know like that's those Sydney Sweeney titties you know because I, I do think they're too big you know I don't like them really big and I'm big and fake I hate the big and fakes Big naturals are good, but, like, the thing with the big naturals is those sag over time. Sandy Sweeney, though, she has great, great tits. Like, she does have great tits. She's the kind of girl that, like, I think I'm going to go into another woman like this. Like, she's just, like, bum- she's she's so good-looking, like, it just bums you out. And I'm like, I'm a guy. Like, she's so good-looking, it bums me out. Like, like... I don't even care how good looking I was. She's not going to deal with any shit that I do. <coughs> I'm like, hey, Sydney, you're going to be smoking weed and watching TLC. What are you going to be doing, Sydney? I was like, oh, I'm probably going to try and keep my figure, you fat piece of shit. I'm like, okay, Sydney, hey, thank you. Thank you so much. I haven't even watched anything she's been in. That's the lo- Also, it's like, I've never watched Euphoria. Should I watch Euphoria? Let me know. Uh, if, if I mean, I can just Google Sidney Sween- Sydney Sweeney titties, and that'll pop up. Uh, you know, you can buy piss jugs on Amazon. <laughs> I like googled that. Uh, I was just I just typed in piss jugs, an actual piss jug. I'm like, there's no way companies are calling these things piss jugs. But the fact that Am- Amazon's algorithm is so good that I can type in piss jugs, and exactly what I need will come up. Does says a lot about how uh, the internet works these days. Uh, if you need a piss jug, you just have to type in piss. You ever look up something medical and it's you use like the slang terms for it, you know, like instead of semen or ejaculate, you're just like come. Uh, what happens when if if your nut is red, <laughs> like shit like that? Sorry, <coughs> I'm coughing so much. What's going on here? Drink some Waterloo. Yeah. Anyways, though, titties are cool. Uh, check us out on Patreon. It's a great way to support us and say uh, thank you for being a friend. Uh, it's basically a tip jar right now, so thank you for everyone who helps out. And I'm like to say, thank you for being a friend. That's the whole reason. The whole reason for the season. That's right here. But uh, let's not forget all the free shit you can do. Make sure you're uh, if you're on our if you're listening to the show on an audio platform. Make sure you check out our YouTube page. We're trying to work hard to become a YouTube partner and try to get this channel monetized. So uh, if we can do that, uh, a lot more cooler things will happen. Maybe we can get rid of the Patreon page once and for all. But uh, I know, yeah. So basically, if you go to our YouTube page, make sure you subscribe, share our highlights with friends. We do highlights of like everything on the show, everything. So that's cool. Don't don't be stingy. And uh, subscribe, like it, leave us a comment. Especially on the highlights, I feel like that's the most appropriate place. So, like, even if you listen to it and I talk about it, go to the highlight and then comment on it. Or, worst case scenario, just comment on the actual video episode. Because that's I feel like that's really our chat room right now for everything. <coughs> so, so, yeah. Um, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you give us a... Five, four, three, two, or one star review, and uh, make sure you're subscribed as well, uh, and leave a review. Leave a written review. Don't be stingy. Okay, come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. I had a dream. Uh, this is a cool thing to talk about. I had a dream, dream, and to notice. I just want to say. I want to start here. I have been trying. Uh, to do lucid dreaming, which you don't know, it's like you're in a dream, you realize you're in a dream and you can control things in your dream and like do anything you want to because it's your mind doing shit, you know. Very interesting stuff. It's possible, but like you have to like realize you're in a dream and then be able to manipulate things from there. I've been trying to do this since I was 17. I am almost 30. So, at least 13 years of my life, at least not like full-time <laughs> I haven't been, like, full-time trying to, trying to, um, lucid dream. Like, this is all I'm doing right now. I've been trying to pursue other things, too, in the last 13 years. But, uh, yeah. Um, like a week or so ago, I was in the dream. And I figured out myself, hey, I'm dreaming right now. I'm in a dream. This I had another time, too, but it was more like it was turning into a nightmare. And I'm like, I gotta wake up right now. But... This time I realized I was in a dream. It was like just a normal dream. You know, you're just like in the world and you're dreaming, you know, that type of dream. And I realized I'm like, oh, I'm in a dream. Oh, shit. I finally did it. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, I finally did it. I finally lucid dreaming. So the first thing I try to do in the dream <laughs> is I try flying. So I just like, you know, I take a run start. I'm like Naruto running to this shit. So I like just basically uh start Naruto 2 running, and then, you know, I basically jump, because you're like, I can fly now. I got in the air, and I fell straight flat on my face. And, you know, like, sometimes you're in a dream, and you're like, oh, once you get hurt, like, you wake up after, like, you know, you fall off a cliff, and, like, the moment you hit, you wake up. And apparently that's a sign that, like, your brain doesn't know what happens after that, so <laughs> you just wake up. Uh, no, I, I was still on my face. I think I've, I've landed flat on my face to, many times to at least know what it is that happens. When you do that, so what is the story here? Uh, if there are any dream experts? I would love to hear from you. I want to hear from you. But with the lesson I learned, just because you know you're in a dream, does not mean you can control what happens in it. Apparently, that's. Apparently, I might need to rewatch Inception. That's honestly the answer to that problem. <coughs> I'm like, oh man, let me make sure I, my throat is clear or whatever. Next take, but we're gonna suffer through. We're gonna move along, moving along, as into a previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking. Well, that's just basically the news from last week. I'm going over right now. So uh hopefully, yeah. And like I said, I'm recording this Monday, March twentieth. Uh, it's eight thirty seven right now. I'm like getting the record. I just looked at the iPad. I, I can look my computer too, and I figured out the time. So. That's the day. If anything significant happens, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into it next week because we're in the next week. Next week it'll be the previous week. So, um. I identify as a fucking threat. But anyways, though, let's just you know jump into it as our buddy Phil DeFranco would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from AP, not Alternative Press. I think it's Associated Press. The fact that those two got so big, and I feel like they got big at the same time, is an argument in and of itself. But that's for another day, and for people who are on me, because I don't really actually care. I just have to make sure y'all know, it's like, is it the emo magazine? It's not the emo magazine. That is the answer. Lack of hugs caused fentanyl crisis, Mexico leaders say. Okay. What? Uh, Mexico's president said Friday that U.S. families were to blame for fentanyl overdose crisis because they don't hug their kids enough. The comment by President Andres Manuel Lopez Orbador caps a week of provocative statements from him about the crisis caused by the fentanyl, a synthetic opioid trafficked by Mexican cartels that has been blamed for about 70,000 overdose deaths per year in the United States. Lopez Orbador Obrador said family values have broken down in the United States because parents don't let their children live at home long enough. He has also denied that Mexico produces fentanyl. On Friday, the Mexican president told a morning news briefing that the problem was caused by a lack of hugs of embraces. There is a lot of disintegration of families. There is a lot of individualism. There is a lack of love, a brotherhood of hugs and embraces, Lopez Obrador said, of the U.S. crisis. That is why they, U.S. officials, should be dedicating funds to address the causes. Lopez Lopez Obrador has repeatedly said that Mexico's close-knit family values are what have saved it from the wave of fentanyl overdoses. Experts say that Mexican cartels are making so much money now from the U.S. market and they do—they see no need to sell fentanyl in their home <coughs> market. Cartels frequently sell methamphetamines in Mexico, where the drug is more popular because it purposely purposefully helps people work harder. Lopez Obrador has been stung by calls in the United States to designate Mexican drug gangs as terrorist organizations. Some Republicans have said they favor using the U.S. military to crack down on the Mexican cartels. On Wednesday, Lopez Obrador called anti-drug policies in the U.S. a failure Wednesday and proposed a ban in both countries on using fentanyl in medicine, even though little of the drug crosses from hospitals into the illegal market. U.S. authorities estimate that most illegal fentanyl is produced in clandestine uh, Mexican labs using Chinese precursor chemicals. Relatively little of the illegal market comes from diverting medicinal fentanyl used as anesthesia in surgeries and other procedures. They have been only scattered, and isolator boards of glass flax of med- medicinal fentanyl, making it to the illegal market. Most illegal fentanyl is pressed by Mexican cartels into counterfeit pills made to look like other medications, like Xanax, oxycodone, and Percocet. So, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, funny because um, the teachers are <laughs> just like they're—they're they're not like the president. He's like. See, and you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think out loud a little bit more because I actually don't really think it. I do agree with them that our anti drug laws in the United States are uh, absolute dog shit. Uh, and like, it was admitted to like being to be like racist to like an easy way to track down black people. And uh, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of shit to get into that I shouldn't be running my mouth talking about because I will hundred percent offend people who I did not intentionally mean to offend <coughs> and shit like that. I don't know how to talk adultly on that. Uh, but, like, you can't tell me, well, there is a fentanyl crisis. And first off, I, I forgot to do this, you know? I was going to talk about fentanyl, and I forgot to do this. Fentanyl, all these balls in your jaws. Ah! We need to do, like, a cancel-shoezy bingo where it's, like, whenever I do anything, it's, like, you get the space. Like, talks about dead dad. That's a space. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, come on, Mark. If I say, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Not if I don't play the soundbite. If I say, come on, Mark, don't be stingy, that's a good one. Uh, I would say maybe this is the type of guy you're getting or anything, but maybe not. BuzzFeed article, that's a space. Uh... Dumb, dumb news article. That's a good one, um anyways, though, uh, what do I actually have to say on this? uh, are opioids bigger in the United States than but like there's so many things wrong. said, oh, Mexicans use methamphetamines. I thought that was like an American thing, you know, I always thought that was like trash Americans love meth, like it's like you know the rich the rich people like cocaine, uh. The poor is, like, crack. Uh, white people. White people love painkillers. I feel like that's white people shit right there. I bet there's... <coughs> or I think I actually know some black I was like, black people love the painkillers? I'm like, I I know a couple people who are... Some black people who are the painkillers. Uh, people I know. People I know. It's not fucking, like, some guy. Um, putting all these nuts in your mouth. That's a good joke. Uh, yeah, I know, but... Uh, yeah, this shit's made in Mexico. And, like, I don't even know. Like, what the hell are we supposed to do about the cartel? Dude, for real? Like, the only thing I could say is, like, legalize the drugs they're selling. And uh, it's like, why would I get it? Why would I hang out with sketchy people to get drugs when I can go to the gas station? You know? Dude, it's so weird. Dispensaries are so, you know... I just thought dispensaries were gonna be like liquor stores, you know. You just you just look around, pick up what you want, get it, you know, yada yada yada. Though, like I will say, like liquor things, like the small stuff can be. That's why they keep it behind the glass. But like, we it's not like you can go to a shelf and pick something out. Like you have to uh, ask the guy at the counter. Like, can I get this? You know, yeah, sure. I always just do like pre it's easier to do pre-orders at the like you can do pre-orders at. Uh, weed dispensary, just like, oh yeah, I had a pre-order and I'm just here to pick it up and pay for it, you know. Like, you don't even have to put your card in, you just like, pay cash when you're there. And like, everything's behind like a glass and then they just like, put it in a bag for you or whatever. Like, that's all it is. And so like, I love the little tracking update. Like, yeah I need, I'm gonna buy this and I'll just get it pick it up ASAP. They're like like, in one minute you're like alright, your order has been received. Your order is ready. <laughs> just like, in like Two second increments, you know. There's like, oh, someone ordered this. Let me go to our organized shelf and take it off for them. But it is weird because, like, what they have week to week can be different, <coughs> uh, and shit like that. Anyways, I didn't say anything good. I don't think that's gonna be a highlight, so I don't think that's gonna be. Sorry, sorry for everyone. But I thought, I thought, I at least had to. I, it was at least just, it, it's. I made you laugh. It was like Americans don't get hugs enough. And that's why they do fentanyl. Mexicans, get they get plenty of hugs. I watched Encanto. I know. I know they're right. Oh, Okay, we got some news. Let's get into our segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, From Thompson Highway. Okay, you know. Okay. You know where we're going. Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood divorce rumors and the fans reactions uh oh my gosh so deep i fucking love it okay um For years, country music fans have been captivated by the love story of Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. The couple met in 1987 and were married in 2005. However, in recent months, rumors have been swirling that the two are headed for divorce. There has been no official confirmation of this, but but the speculation has put their fans on alert, wondering if the beloved couple is really calling it quits. In this article, we will examine the rumor and look at the evidence that could point to a pending split between Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. We will also explore how their fans have reacted to the possibility of a divorce and how the couple has addressed the speculation. And understandable, the Yearwood and Brooks' 15 years marriage can be difficult. It is a result of their strong-mindedness and leadership ability, she claims. Prior to that, the musicians both went through divorce. They used some alone time to discuss their marriage. Most serious problem, you sit down and do what you need to do. He says, oh, sorry, sorry, folks, I messed up. I've been messing up these. You sit down and you do what needs to, needs to do. Do what you need to do. He says, and that allows you to be better when you come to the other side. The marriage of Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood was solemnized on December 10th, 2005. Fans are aware that they have been friends for far longer than that. There was numerous Brooke hit covers by the duo, and they toured together as well as with other, as with, with each other. Uh, Sandy Maul, Garth Brooks' ex-wife, was a fan of her ex-husband's decision to marry Trisha Yearwood. He proposed to her and she responded by saying it was a good decision. Their three daughters have grown up knowing their parents are devoted to each other. It was after see- reading Sandy's comments about their marriage that Garth realized how surprised he was that their marriage was solemnized in 2005 and they have been together ever since. These two country music superstars are two of the industry's most well-known stars with their achievements extend far beyond the stage and into the lives of their fans. Uh, despite having a combined net worth of over 400 million they have decided to stay in Nashville where they have lived since the early 1900s That's that's wrong where they have lived since the early 1900s I'm I'm legit that's what I read I just copied and pasted this in the script Yearwood recently revealed in an interview that she became a bonus mom after marrying Brooks when she joined their family. She claims that despite the difficulties, this experience has been one of the most rewarding in her life. It is clear that Yearwood shares a strong bond with Brooks about his children, and it is an example of family power, which has unquestionably played a role in their success. Despite their wealth and fame, both Garth and Trisha could have chosen to live anywhere in the world. However, it is clear that home represents not only a place, but also the passion and commitment they demonstrate for their children. Okay, so went a little off rails They're a little bit. So they've lived since the early 1900s. The early 1900s. Where they have lived since the early 1900s. (coughs) What's going on? Anyways, there's some tea here. We have tea. And the tea is Garth Brooks... And Trisha Yearwood headed for divorce. You no, know, I, you know, you can't necessarily. I don't know their couple because whatever, you know, whatever thing they're putting on for the world, you know, it's clearly not one hundred percent. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Yearwood. <laughs> I'm Garth Brooks. Don't check my closet. I got a fresh body in there. <laughs> okay. So also Jeffrey Dahmer like he just had the smell of rotting bodies and he was just like, I'm used to it. It's okay. But like that smell, somehow evolution has gotten so far that the the smell of a dead human body uh, is like a trigger to our brain that like something bad's going on, you know? You know, if you smell a dead body, it's like, oh, there could be danger probably. I think that's just, you know, how uh, we were made to see things uh, undoubtedly. Do you think Garth Brooks cares for a smell of a dead body? Like, or you think he's, you think he's used to it, like, Jeffrey Dahmer was? Because I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but, you know, they didn't, this didn't really go over, uh, the tea of what's going on, uh, between their divorce. However, though, uh, marriage is hard, you know? I don't know that. I just, everyone tells me. And, you know, I think friendships are hard, and I think marriage is, close to that, like, at least close enough to that, you know? You know, if I want to be a friend, a good friend, you know, I got to work to be a good friend. If you want to be a good husband, you have to work to be a good husband. And you're not always a good husband or a good friend or a good daddy, you know? You know what I'm saying? But, uh yeah, you no. Know, so even though we don't know much about their divorce, um, I am curious. I hope, you know, I actually hope they stay together. Unless... It's because Garth, the bodies, she's found the bodies. In that case, I think, yeah, you should probably get a divorce, Trish, and uh, give the families closure. Because honestly, uh, Garth has killed so many people at this point. Like, the families need closure. That's for sure. All right, we're going to our last article we got here from The Verge. Pornhub is under new ownership. a Canadian private equity firm has acquired MindGeek, the company behind Pornhub, YouPorn, and other major adult media sites. Financial Times reported that newly found ethical capital partners acquired MindGeek for an undisclosed amount in that it will continue to operate under an unidentified group of current executives alongside an ECP management team that includes lawyers and former cannabis investors. ECP also confirmed the new on the new site... Uh, MindGeek is a massive but troubled brand. The company owns some of the highest traffic sites on the internet, but it's also faced persistent criticism that it's failed to prevent users from uploading or viewing illegal videos, including child sex abuse materials. Its long-standing moderation problems reached a tipping point in 2020 when Visa and MasterCard both cut off service to Pornhub, prompting it to remove most of its videos and build out a mandatory age verification system for actors. While MindGeek got payment services restored to Pornhub, the payment processor has continued to deny access to its ad network traffic junkie after a California court said Visa could potentially be held liable for helping MindGeek monetize child porn. Legal challenges against the site remain ongoing and it could face further pressure as U.S. lawmakers push to weaken liability protections for websites under Section 230. MindGeek CEO and COO Ferris Antoon and David Tessillo both stepped down in mid-2022. This all adds up to a series of challenges that go beyond even the baseline difficulty of running a large web platform in 2023. ECP's press release gestures at solving the company's legal issues. It says it intends to focus on investigating, no, sorry, investing in MindGeek as the internet leaders in fighting illegal online content, including playing a leading role in the fight against illegal content across the internet, a role that possibly includes things like the MindGeek affiliated page verification tool AgeID which is, it has previously promoted for use by other adult sites or its image recognition tool safeguard. What exactly is ethical capital partners that investment firm that appeared blah 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 i'm not gonna read that uh which similarly appeared out of nowhere ahead of potential deals for Pornhub, also had a prominent reference to ethics its promise put ethics first to deliver safe legal and positive experience for adults uh if these are the same people two years apart what plan might they have for MindGeek? the previous plan was simple restructure re habilitate its reputation and flip it or merge it with a SPAC according to a side deck obtained by part of the late 2020 investigation by The Logic. The idea was called Project Narsil, a reference to the Broken Sword in The Lord of the Rings, and suggested that the acquisition target is one of the most recognized and undervalued brands in the adult entertainment and technology sector. So I watched the Netflix has a new documentary about Pornhub, and it's very interesting because one thing I think they they did right is they got both every every side of the argument, uh, well, every side of at least the argument, like, because we're on like, Pornhub, most of us can agree Pornhub should not have child porn on it, like, and, yeah, and I, you know, I've, you know, I've learned, like, sometimes that shit slips through the cracks, like, and so, you know, a lot of them are like, yeah, you know, I like porn, I have a career in porn, and, uh, I wanted to continue to do a career in porn. Sherry DeVille was on it, and if you know who she is, we like the same type of porn, so you're good. Um, but no, it was, it was basically, like, after, you know, a lot of that stuff came up, like, how, you know, anonymous stories of, like, they're trying to take things down. And part of me feels like with, like, with Pornhub, though, it's like, I don't know how, you know, their team, like, there's only so much they can do, but, like, They're like, oh, yeah, we'll take this down, but, like, it's already been up for so long and too late. It's just, you know, it's a problem with the Internet, so, you know, they kind of have to... They need to get the people from the Facebook, uh, the ones that get mad at me for posting shit. Uh, We need to get those people over at Pornhub. But, yeah, no. Um, A lot of times, like, when you go to, like, a specific creator, you can go to creators' pages on uh, Pornhub, and uh, what you can do with that is, like, when you're the creator, you know, it's, like, basically you have to scan your ID to make sure you're 18. Or whoever's uploading anything has to make sure they scan their IDs and shit like that, you know? So they have all that information. So I think, you know, there's Like, they mentioned, like, things they need to change uh, or whatever, and most people were like, oh, that's extremely reasonable shit. You know, it's just to try to help stop get child porn on Pornhub, you know? Uh... I don't, like, I don't like the way kids look. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, fuck kids, dude. Uh, fuck your child. Uh, your child specifically. But no. Um, it's basically, it's it's pretty... I guess they're getting under new management. Um, yeah, but no, like the payment system. And, you know, there's creators on Pornhub too, like OnlyFans, but like... Uh, like, I don't know, there's, it's hard, it's a hard answer to this, like, people are like, let just get rid of Pornhub altogether, I'm like, I mean, if there's gonna be, if we're gonna have internet porn, there needs to be one safe website for porn, <laughs> I mean, does that make sense, like, we should have one safe porn website, because sometimes you just want to jerk off, you know, and when there's, like, real porn stars and shit, you know, who legit make content, you know, they make content, they really get fucked and do that shit for money. Like, that's, like, oh, would you have sex with this guy if it wasn't for money? No, absolutely not. Uh, and then, you know, it makes money. So, you know, I do, I do, want, uh, I do want a safe space. For p- porn needs a safe space. And I think that's what Pornhub needs to understand. Like, they need to be the porn safe space, you know? Had more tea girls I don't, I don't know. That's probably the best answer. Add more tea girls Pornhub. That's what we really need you to do. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pp from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Who, bitch? Get out my fucking way! Women's History Month! So to continue celebrating Women's History Month over here on Cancel Shoo we're going to go over things that are... You can make a large leap of faith into thinking it's about women's history. Uh, uh, so we're going to talk about hoarders now. Uh, I remember hoarders. I remember the show, and uh, I've been watching some episodes. I didn't watch every episode. Oh my god, dude! That like that that'd be like I still have a th- I've, I still have a plan to do a whole th- series on the secret life of the American teenager. I was. I'm getting close to the end of season three. There's so much of it, dude. It's like so much, and it's just the same, the same fucking shit. And uh, they're like, men are terrible and will nut you. That's what the show's about. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so hoarders. Now I know hoarders is an A and E show, and I believe. Many a and E shows are on Discovery Plus. So you know, booted up that subscription, you know, to watch it. And uh, they have like one like most recent like three seasons and then just another random season, maybe like season one. So I'm like, I heard season six had all the craziest fucking episodes. So uh, that's that'd be the episodes, you know, I need to watch those episodes. So you know, I check Hulu, and it looks like it from just, you know, a first glance, Hulu has all the seasons. I'm like, all right, I heard this episode in season six. It was good, I want to watch it. Season six not there, season three is not there. So I'm just like, what the fuck? YouTube has like every episode of Hoarders, just like available for free on YouTube. Why am I fucking paying for streaming services when everything is on YouTube? With ads, of course, everything's... And I had YouTube Premium, but I'm just not using it. Enough to justify the premium part, you know. It was like, if it was the same price as Disney+, Plus, I would 100% subscribe to YouTube premium again. But uh, it's like I watch YouTube videos to fall asleep and my computer has an ad blocker. Then if I want to watch it on my Apple TV, I just have to sit through ads. You know? Uh, this is the type of guy you get. <laughs> this, this is who I am. So yeah, um, if you'd like to watch Hoarders, my best suggestion would be YouTube... And if it's on YouTube, Hulu hopefully has it. But YouTube has the good ones. YouTube has... YouTube has... <clears throat> I'm, like, wheezing and shit like that. Smoke weed every day. Uh, but no, anyway, so yeah, YouTube has all the good <laughs> episodes for some fucking reason. Which is nice, though, because, like, you know, when I go over to see... Go to my friend's house. I don't know. When I go over to a friend's house, I'm like, pull up YouTube videos so we can laugh at something. And I'm like... That's why I get, you know, some people, you know, bringing someone to a party or whatever. Like, what are you going to bring, Sam? I'm going to bring entertainment. You know, I just, you know, I'm a very, you know, I, I really was born to be an entertainer. Like, I don't care if it was music, acting, comedy, podcasting, party planning. Like, I just know how to entertain. So I always, friends just want to hang out. post new YouTube videos. And uh, an easy thing to get into is uh, a lot of T- TLC content, ancient, you know, a and E content, you know, A and E is not as bad as TLC though. But, you know, I always bring up that, those contents. So, yeah, that's that's what I bring to the table. So yeah, I'd kind of had to start getting into ah, the green screen fell. I had to kind of get into. That's why I need to stop moving. That's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm the best. <coughs> But anyways, though, hoarders. So if you know what hoarders is, is hoarding is a disorder, which we all know someone. I have family members. I don't want to dox any family members. No, but I have some. Um, And honestly, if I like if I talk shit on anyone, I'm only really speaking to myself at the end because like I have a problem hoarding things. I try to make sure like if it's actual trash, I can like part ways with them. Like I don't have that problem. But I'll be the guys like, yeah, these books. Yeah, I don't know. I just need to figure out a place to put them. And then that's the problem with hoarders; houses. they just don't know a place to put them. It's honestly, if you're rich, you can be a hoarder. Like if you're a rich, just just be a hoarder. Like you know, yeah, I had to buy another house store all my things in. And it's just like if you just have your things organized, even if you have too much of it, like I feel like it's a little bit better. But one argument they went on the show, and this is what they did on the show, because some guys would collect things. You're like, no, I can make money off of that. And then the, like one of the guys in hoarders, like a clean up specialist, he's just like, I. Love cleaning. I love just throwing shit away. And like, this show is not good for the environment. This show is not good for the environment. Let's just be honest. But they're, but they like, a couple of they are like, oh, how much do you think you're going to make off like all this stuff here that like you want to get rid of, but like, you know, but you're like, you're like, no, I can sell it though. That's how I want to get rid of it. You give them the dollar amount. And they'll be like, all right, we're just going to cut you a check for that dollar amount. We're just going to take it away, you know, or whatever, you know. They could sell it themselves or whatever. Sell so to the, the, go to the Pawn Stars guys, you know, that's how it all, it's all it's just a fucking circle of whatever. But no, that's very interesting because like I'll keep things around for the mindset of like, oh, I need to fix this and then sell it, you know. That's the kind of guy I am, uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. But, uh, yeah, no, so that's a good thing, uh, which is, it? which has reminded me to clean up, clean a lot of things, you know. That, 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 this show is like really on like, yeah, you need to. You think, it's either you think your house is bad, look at this place. And uh, I have always had like junk piles of just like things and the trick with a junk pile is to hide it well. That's the real trick. Just have a good hiding spot for your junk pile. And uh, don't put trash in the junk pile either. Like that's that's a big thing, like realizing things are trash. Like some of these people on these episodes are like, like, oh no, those canned goods, I can eat them one day if something bad happens. Like this expired in 1980, lady, I, I don't think you're gonna even want to eat this, like, this, this is more poison than it is good for you, (laughs) and shit like that, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's some thoughts I had, uh, they do two plot lines an episode, which I don't like, I don't like, I don't know, um, I kind of get the idea to fill runtime, but start with one, then go to the other, don't, mishmash in between that's what my my 600 pound life does best one episode for one person or maybe like two people if they're you know it's like a sibling thing you know like you just have a fat family you know we we have fat family we all have fat family members um just realized one of them in my family got really skinny so i might be the fat family member now i think i might be the fast family member now (laughs) anyways though um Anyways, though, no. please let me marry your mom so she can be the fattest family member for my family. Uh, no, So, yeah, the two plot lines, because sometimes I like to watch it because they're terrible people. And you know, I like to watch bad things happen to terrible people. Because most of the people on this show, like city inspectors have like come over and like, this house, we may have to condemn this house. It's like in such bad condition and shit like that because of the hoarding or whatever, you know. And, uh... I might, I don't, I don't know, I might talk about this later, but also, part of me is like, okay, I get the outdoor, I can kind of get, like, outdoor rules, you know, with your house, you know, where it's like, hey, we don't want you to have a fucking snake, million snakes in your yard, that's why I wanted you to cut your grass, or whatever, you know, and I get, I get stuff like that, um, you know, and stuff like that, but, okay, what was I going to, I have to make sure I remember, oh. Uh, Plows going to, but like, no, yeah, so like your outside stuff, like, it's like it can be harmful to another person, or whatever. But like, I feel like if you bought a house and you own this house, and like, I feel like I don't know, part of me feels like if you're not doing illegal shit, you know, you're not like fucking tying up people in your basement. I feel like if that's your space, god damn it, we can't even clip this now. You can stop moving, okay. So, I'm going to start over so we can get a good clip for TikTok. But we're saying, though, these hoarders, ho- their houses are so hoarded and they become gross and they become disgusting and shit like that. And so you have to think to yourself, um, like, that house is unlivable. It's not safe to be in that house. But if it's just, like, one person, like, I get it. If It's like, yeah, this guy's a hoarder and his grandma lives with him. And the grandma's not doing too good with her health. Stuff like that. A lot of these people have some health problems and shit like that. That's another story. We're not getting into that. But, like, if it's just one person and they're like, yeah, I have trash mounds in my home and rats living everywhere and feces, you know, for me living here on my own, I paid for this house. I should be able to, you know, live in that. I think it's fine. I feel like I kind of get annoyed. I'm, I'm kind of with those, like, don't tread on me people where it's like... Oh, the government's going to come in here? Like, yeah, we're going to condemn your house. You can't live here anymore. I'm like, I paid money. Like, this is my home. This is my land. City doesn't own this shit, you know? That's where, you know, that's like the liberal leaving my body. It's like, it's kind of like when you're an atheist, but then, like, you get on a plane and, you know, for some reason, every time you get on a plane, take off and landing is always just sketchy for some reason. And then, like, you know, you're coming in, like, you're you're an atheist, but, like, the atheism leaves your body, your soul for a second when you're like planes going up in the air or taking or landing. You're like, oh no, Jesus Christ! I'm I accept you, and then he it's uh, we open the sky, fine, you're like, never mind, uh, you don't exist again, <laughs> shit like that. But uh, no, know, I don't know. That's like yeah, the liberalism leaving my body. Uh, I mean, like that's their property. They should be able to do what they want with it because they're not doing anything legal. now. They just fucking have. Every newspaper that's ever existed ever in their home, like that's who they are. Huh? This is the type of guy you get. Um, you uh, you also learn. You actually learn things. You know, it's a it's a learning show. So you would be surprised. You'd probably learn. It's on the any arts and entertainment. It's not TLC. You're not. It's not the champ. So it's if it's on you're I mean, like watch these people who are fucking out of their mind. They're not out of their mind. I think realistically, it's like. Either you get really depressed where it functions your everyday life, which I've had a, I've lived in homes that are, you know, I w- see like that subreddit, like uh, nests or whatever. And I see them and it's like, you know, there is the guy who like lives with his mom and pisses and jugs and shit like that. But you also have like people who are just really depressed. And uh, I can relate firsthand that if you're seriously depressed, cleaning is the last thing you do. And you're like, don't you want to live in a clean room? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you have to, like, put that effort in for you. It's, like, really fucking weird, uh, shit like that. Just the – I don't even know where this is going to crop. Hopefully, hopefully I, I survive. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, if you're just a one person living in a small house and it's, you're a hoarder, you should be able to live that way. You know, it should be a problem. Unless it, like, affects other people. If it just affects you, you should be able to live however you want, you know? It's bad. Some of these people were like, we have kids. We have a child. Uh, you know, there's urine all over the carpets. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use the toilet. So we just piss all over the carpets. And uh, our son has health problems. <laughs> it's like, no shit. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. Um. Anyways, though, let's get into a couple episodes that made me... Uh, that entertained me. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I was, like, shocked or laughing. I don't think I was, I actually kind of felt, I, I kind of feel bad because I'm not too far off. Like, I'm a couple bad shit things from it happening to me to becoming that person. Just for me to, like, really just fucking break down. <laughs> There's, if it happens fast enough, it'll do it. But anyways, though, so one episode, like, which is, like, everyone's, like, this is the best episode of Hoarders ever. I'm, like... That shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing. It's like these people have a lot of problems in their life, <laughs> and, and <laughs> fucking like we're filming it. And they're like, "This is the best episode of the show we've ever had." And we're talking about Shanna. Which in the episode, Shanna, she was like, "You you've seen people with like worse places than mine, have you?" And like Shanna is known like this is the worst house on this show that will ever exist. <laughs> and so, what happened in Shanna's episode? Now there is two another person in there. I don't think that person was that entertaining to me. But uh, nevertheless, he persisted. So um, the big thing is, you know, obviously she had things everywhere. This this woman, like I did say, you're either depressed or you have autism. Like so, like I said, this show is about, like, what happens when you let autistic people live alone? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not. Uh, These are the times that it's not. Uh, So uh, the Shannon episode is insane. Uh, and shit like that. Uh, oh, yeah, so, like, they... She didn't know what to... Oh, yeah, so the reason she had a ton of garbage is because she, like, turned off... Like, she canceled her garbage service or whatever, which I mean, now I've now lived in most places I've lived. I've not had to worry about that. The garbage is, like, the last thing I have to worry about. Uh, anyways, though, like, this woman, she's, like, clearly mentally ill. She's on disability, so that's how she has money to... Be able to live? I guess that's, you know, that's a that's always a good question. Uh, because uh, just know who she is. So, like, yeah, let's let's be aware. She is autistic. Uh, so she, you know, and she had, like, problems. Her mom died and stuff like that. She was living with her mom. And everything got worse from there. So, this is not funny. Do not laugh. Uh, so she didn't know how to clear out the septic tank. Uh, she wanted to save money on that. I don't even know what's going on. So she decides to, uh, start pooping in a bucket like this big old big ass fucking home depot bucket that's where she poops now but like obviously she don't want to be fucking leaving poop in her home obviously you fucking idiot why you do that so she's like okay i'll pour it out in the front lawn so she she's been pouring her poo out in the front lawn um that you know you think like that's pretty bad you know that's pretty bad like and I'm gonna say it gets worse, and some are gonna think, like, this is what Sweezy thinks is worse. But to me, I feel like I'm validated in what I'm about to say. So, the, the big ass Home Depot bucket, she takes a shit in. <laughs> she uh, does, <laughs> she, <laughs> it's too, <laughs> it's filled up, it's too heavy for her to carry out. Uh, obviously, a big ass bucket with her shit in it, mostly liquid, and, well, I'm, I don't vomit, I'm just filled with her shit. Oh oh no. No that, that was a bad moment. Uh so it was too heavy for her to carry out and pour pour out her fucking shit in her front lawn. So she had to pour it into a smaller bucket so she could carry it out to the front lawn. Jesus. Dude, I'm gagging a little bit. Okay. Like I'm like you know, you feel like you might throw up and like you've learned to like control that intention of you. I'm clearly not anorexic folks. Look how look at my fucking chins. Uh, so yeah, so you pour the poo into the smaller bucket, that way she could carry it out (laughs) to her lawn. Um, in my mind, I would just shit in a little bucket and then continue to just pour that out more often. but I'm not the expert, (laughs) I'm not the expert on that, 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 that house was like literally bad, and I feel bad for her, she's like, I'm not the worst whore you guys have ever seen, like... Oh yeah, this is, this is the episode everyone goes to. Like, which one is the worst horror? It's you. <laughs> like that woman was like, yeah, I don't think this, this house is going to be very much be condemned or whatever. And then like, yeah, she had to live with her family. member. like, yeah, that woman, sh-. um, an assisted living type of situation is what we need. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know what I mean when I say assisted living. Um, I would say, you know, I have a, an aunt who's like a grandma, uh, she lives in a... Well, it's a retirement community. That's what she... It's not assisted living. It's a retirement community. Like, she just has, like, oxygen and, like, a crutch, and whatever. And they have, like, heavy-duty, heavy-duty elevators there. You're, like, you go on those elevators and, like, you get to the next floor and you're like, that was the, like, most efficient elevator experience i ever had. Uh, if, if you, if you can't experience that, you're like, I want to go on some of the best elevators in the world... Go to, like, a retirement home or retirement community or something like that. Like, a good one. Like, don't go to, like, the fucking shitty you want to. Go to a good one. You're like, do I love my grandma or is she my grandma? And <laughs> I just I feel okay to help her out. <laughs> if you love your grandma, you know you put her in the good one. Uh, a lot of a lot of detours in this. I didn't mention. Uh, so, yeah, Shannon was the worst. Just a lot of poo everywhere. Um... But, uh, also I think I didn't mention that a lot of older people do have, that's why you, pro- it's probably, probably more of a thing right now if I can, the older generation right now, just because, uh, they're like, they're basically were affected by the great depression. So like in some ways, like they had to learn from their parents, like we got to save everything like newspapers. Yeah. You can make that into a dress for tomorrow. Uh, so like, you know, and that stuff is hard cause that was such a traumatic experience for like. Millions of people, may I say, billions or trillions? I don't know how many people existed back then that were affected by it. Um, and uh, yeah, so great depression was a problem. So maybe like once you know, we'll see those people. We're seeing them fade away. We're seeing them. We're seeing them fade away. Um, that's not fucking funny, dude. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, maybe hoarding will be less. Uh, a lot of older, to be honest, they were. They were a lot older. A lot of them were older. They they were a lot older. Just want to say that. Um, I think the last thing I want to do want to talk about when it comes to like the show hoarders is there are people who hoard animals. Like their house isn't bad because of like just like I want all the things you know, and I want to save everything because uh, maybe I may need it one day. But like you know, sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you can't, like, I may need that one day, but, like, I don't think it's convenient for me to leave in my home right now. Uh, But then there's people who hoard animals, and that 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 fucking, those are fucking hard episodes to watch. Because, like, there's women who hoard, also, first of all, let's talk about it, if you hoard animals, like, you, in, like, these people have 50 plus animals in their homes, you know, it has to be an that's quiet. There's not a lot of dog horse on on a on on a the show. Not a lot of not a lot of dog owners uh, just hear barking all the time. Like, you know, you live somewhere like you hear you have a neighbor and they have a dog and you hear them bark. And like, you know, I've had neighbors who've had a dog and like uh they're let the dogs outside or whatever, you know, like poo or whatever, and then a car drove by and they honked at the car or they saw someone walking by the barked at it. was like, you know, you just hear dogs and you know, um, worst case scenario, get some, get a white noise machine like people, like if noises are a real problem. White noise machines take that way, and it's like, you're like, I like having a fan but I'm always cold. Like the white noise machine is basically like a replacement for the fan and it just helps you and there is a weird thing that helps you hear better when there's just like white noise in the background of something. Uh, you know, I worked at like call centers and stuff. They just had like little speakers that just played like white noise, uh, White Noise is incredible, people. like, if you're the kind of person who can't sleep without a fan, but, like, are also, like, don't really use the fan for, like, fan purposes, White Noise Machine. It's gonna be good for you. That was a fucking... Oh, yeah, that's why you can't have dogs. But, like, most of the episodes I see who people who hoarded were uh, people who hoarded cats. And it's, like, it's really sad because uh, she, like, uh, there's a couple episodes. I think one, um, Terry... What I really want to talk about, she hoarded, like, <coughs> like 50 cats. Like, she had more than 50 cats. Because I guess she she was, I think she would fall under depressed. Maybe autistic and a little depressed, you know? I think we're all that way. Autistic and a little depressed. Autistic and a little sad. But, uh, you know, she would, like, she. I guess she would, like, have, she has a longing for, like, taking care of things. And cats are easy because, like, cats, sometimes cats just show up because, like, We do have a population of bunches just like wild house type cats. And I think they're good just to be like they exist in society because, uh, you know, they eat rats and shit like that. Fuck rats. Uh, But like she'd keep, Terry would keep dead ones in her freezer. Be like, we're gonna cremate them someday. I'm like, I'll cremate them right now. Like, it can't be that hard to cremate a cat, you know? I'm, I'm not gonna get into it with humans. I don't know how to do it. Okay? I don't know how to cremate a human. We'll tell you this though. I could probably figure out cremating a cat. Like I could figure The cat's already dead. I'm not going to fucking kill the cat and do it. I'm that I can't kill animals. I could kill a deer. I could kill a deer 100%. But like people were like you're going to shoot it with a gun now. I want to fucking squirrel with my fucking hands. Break its fucking neck. Um Yeah, so that's bad. I and mean, the dead one's in the freezer. Uh, oh, yeah, they were uncovered, too. I had to, I had to mention that. Uh and then another episode, like, Lisa, she hoarded cats. And pretty bad. The, the houses that hoard animals are, you uh, know, I, I want to say this right, uh, is a different breed. <laughs> uh, because it's like, their house is, like, just, just disgusting from uh, animals. Because that's where animals live and. Uh, you know, when you see animals in grass and dirt, it's one thing, but when we see it with like household in a house or whatever, it's gross. It just becomes gross, and so, and uh, so yeah. Lisa, Lisa hoarded cats too, and uh, pe- mental people who as as nice as I want to say it, it's like what happens if you let autistic people live by themselves? Uh, it's like these situations without, and you know, it's like autistic people can live by these autistic people can live by themselves. But it's also like no one's checking on them and making sure they're like. It's like, you know, it's like a college dorm if anyone had to live in a college, uh, like suffer through a college dorm. And uh, you're like, yeah, there's an RA. It's like, hey, you better not have any open beer cans in this room. We can check everything that is school owned, but if it's your property, we can't look in there. Stuff like that. Me and my, my mate would just like leave the TV on all the time and like lights on. Like we just leave and like the lights on. And you know, most kids were raised like, you just don't leave the lights on, you know? And I'm like, you know, it already overpaid. You already pay, I already paid for housing, like overpaid for it. I'm like, I'm not worried about this. I'll piss in the sink. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So yeah. Uh, the worst one was Glenn. He uh, hoarded rats. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he ordered rats. Um he had one or two that he liked a lot. And then uh From there he just let them live there. This green screen is fucking killing me, dude, today. Uh yeah, so uh yeah, dude he just had fucking rat and so like the whole thing was, like, getting rats to leave his house, and he's like, this rat's dying. And you're like, yeah, I see rats with bite marks because it's probably, like, breeding season or whatever. And, uh, ugh, I hate this fucking green screen. Or I hate it sometimes. Sometimes it works fine. Uh, so the rats were, like, like I feel bad for the cats because, like, some c- cats had to be put down because they were, like, seriously bad. They were in so bad shape because, like, that's the problem when you have, like, 50. And, like, if they're they're outdoor cats farm cats, you know, just let them be, don't feed them, let them be, they'll, because if you don't, if, because if you feed them, they're not going to hunt mice, and you want them to hunt mice, um, and yeah, it's pretty fucking disgusting, that's hoarders, hope you all liked it, I talked way too long about it. <laughs> okay and last thing I want to talk about I'm going to just talk about this pretty quickly I watched Shazam Fear of the Gods I, wa- I went to a movie theater I went to a real life movie theater I got popcorn I got soda got everything I did the whole experience my feet were sticky on my Crocs stuck to the floor of the movie theater it was great and uh, Fear of the Gods um, I have to say I fucking really enjoyed that movie I think of you know out of I, I don't know Like the dark, when you say the DC movies, it's like, oh, do you consider like the TV movie they made for Linda Carter? I'm like, I don't know. Adam West? I don't know. But I'm talking about like, you know, movie, you know, recent movies, you know, I thought it was really great. I think critics didn't like it, but fans really liked it. It, So it's very much, I think just critics hate superhero movies right now and like, we're still into them. It's like, let us watch these, please. Uh, but I know I think Shazam, I think this movie has really cemented it in DC's most underrated franchise. Uh, I assume with, you know, with the medium soft reboot of DC that, uh, I think Shazam's going to be in it because James Gunn wife, James Gunn's wife was in the movie. And, uh, I assume, you know, I, I assume I, I really do assume that the Peacemaker, catalog of people, su- the su- the Suicide Squad people, uh, will probably make their way, make their way back into, uh, into, uh, you know, you know, to the new DC, t- instead of the DC EU DCU, which mm, finally they're fucking figuring that shit out. Uh, so no, that's one thing. I don't want to spoil too much about this movie. Uh, so I'm going to try not to, but, uh, here's, here's one thought I had. Every woman in the movie's hot. You're like, Heaven, Helen Mirren's the bad guy. I'm like, you're telling me you wouldn't fuck her? You tell, you're tell you telling me you wouldn't fuck Helen Mirren? I would 100%. It's like someone asking if you'd fuck Betty White, like, when she, you know, when she was 99. It's like, I, as a courtesy, you know, like, you know, I will do it for her enjoyment, you know. I would probably enjoy it too. I am going to be honest. It's Betty. It's Betty fucking White, dude. Um, but no, and sure, Fury of the guys. Every woman's hot in the game, except for the little girl. The the Shazam adult her is hot though. Let's not get that wrong. Uh, but like, especially especially with Rachel Zegler who plays anthena See the movie; it'll make more sense, and uh, she could get a man to do anything for her. You're like, I want you to fucking stab yourself. I'm like, all right, you want me to slit my throat? Actually, I would think slitting my throat would do it if you want me to kill myself. She's like, actually, yes, yeah, sl- slit your throat. I'm like, okay. And slit my throat, I do. Uh, but that, that woman, like, and she's like flirting with the cripple Freddy. And, uh, like that's Freddy's like, I'm going to protect her with everything I do. I'm like, yeah, I would do the same, you know, at, at, at the same time, I'm going to tell you, like, don't, don't live your life for a woman like this, but I'm like, also, it's Rachel Zegler. I'm like, she's like, she is younger than me, but like, also like, I feel like I'm still young, you know, I could convince, you know, I could be convinced to do anything. She could convince me to do any fucking thing, dude. Anyways, also, I also do want to say, uh, they they need to stop having bullies beat the shit and like fucking assault Freddy. Uh, I assume it's a very light form of cerebral palsy because he only has to have one crutch, and even without the crutch, he kind of moved okay, but I feel like that's just, like, the movie trying to make it work, and the actor's like, okay, what well, what would someone like this do? You know, he's a good, he's a decent actor, the kid. Uh, anyways, though, like, Rachel Zegler would do anything to me. And don't cripple, don't pick on cripples, people. God, God already, I mean, God damn it, dude. God already did that, and, like, If God's being a dick to someone, don't be a dick to them too. You know, only God only God can be a dick to me. You know, God's being that's good advice though. If God's being a dick to someone, don't be a dick to them too. You shouldn't be a dick to people, but like also if like God's already being a dick to someone, like I remember I've met people you know like yeah I see why these people are bullied, but I'm not going to bully them because God is already bullying them. Um, but also we have the question will uh the Shazam franchise make it into the new DCU. Uh, I think people who worked on the film were just like and it's like a Peter Safran thing, he's the co with James Gunn. I feel like I feel like it's going to be okay. James Gunn also mentions like, yeah, it's kind of happening it hasn't really needed a, had a need to connect with anything yet and de- and then what James Gunn wants to do is kind of reboot a lot of things to make it, you know, uh, worthwhile for a, a team up or whatever, <laughs> like Justice Society. That was a good fucking thing. His wife was in the movie. I have to assume it's going to stay. I, I'm just just making a guess uh, here. Uh, but yeah, the Flash movie is going to apparently like reset a lot of things. And James Gunn's like, it's a really good movie. And then everyone's like, that fucking they them pedophile is in it. Um, and I feel like they can make it like look. We filmed all this long before that shit happened. And a lot of people worked on this movie. That's the problem with the background thing. A, a lot of people work on movies. And it's, their work should be celebrated. Even, like, you know, if you watch Morbius, it's like, yeah, the script sucked. But uh, but then, like, you see, like, some scenes and, like, you look at how things were colored or look at how things were placed in the background and how the director had them standing. on like... There's things you can appreciate. Like, those people working on those films, you know? I feel like, uh, what is it? Uh, dude, Gary Clark Jr. I was going to say, dude from Austin. Like, Gary Clark Jr. Uh, he did, you know, a cover of Come Together by the Beatles for the Justice League soundtrack, not the Zack Snyder one. The Joss Whedon one. And that song was really cool. Like, that version was really cool. But it was with a shit movie. So you're like, well, they picked, got a cool song for it, you know? Yada, 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 though. Anyways, though, I really hope they keep, the Shazam franchise going. It is really fun. It is really fun. It's really fun to see, like, kids being adult superheroes, you know? It's like kids being superheroes, but kids being adult superheroes. Everyone sees them as adults, but, like, they're kids, you know? Uh, Very, very, very goofy stuff. I like that. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy to use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the US and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode honey searches the entire internet for promo code coupon codes free shipping and anything else that will save you money when buying things online it's 100 free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many many microtransactions. it's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money not using honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things i recently had to get business cards uh for myself and honey literally saved me 60 percent on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards it was amazing Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table. It's time for oh no, our table. The part. Fucking that's such a fucking dumb title. Uh, the part of the episode where I answer all of your questions, any question that you may. Uh, possibly have. Any questions? You know, I, I've, I've come to think about it. Uh, I think the show is just... What the hell did I see on the internet this week? I think that's just what well, we're turning out to you. The show is turning out to you. It's like, what the hell happened on the internet this week? Um, So let's just jump in. Up, oh. Let's just jump into it. Let's jump into our first question we got here. <clears throat> How do I find a virgin GF? I think GF stands for girlfriend. All right. What? What? All right, so, virgin girlfriend. Um, I honestly think um, uh, it's it it does it, it does suck if you're you know if you're a virgin. I don't know. I there you know the whole stigma of like losing your virginity and shit. You know, American Pie movies. Uh, you know the whole there is that whole stigma of like you being a virgin and shit like that. And so it's like lose your virginity and then you know, assuming like I've had sex with. Maybe 10 people, you know, and like hopefully the number is low when you get married. And like, <clears throat> I, you know, I've, I don't know my number. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I just have not cared. Also, there's some other reasons I probably wouldn't remember uh, some things either. Uh, that's rough, buddy. That's, that's a different story. That's, that's for another podcast. Uh, you really, is that for another day? No, that's for another podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so like, you know, the virgin thing. And, uh, I, like I said, I grew up Christian. Part of the bingo board, I think. I think the bingo board will be better than, was it the drinking game? The bingo board, one hundred percent, because we can get multiple things. I just go over, shit like that. Um, but yeah, no, I grew up Christian and into it, you know. And I, you know, I read something that made me feel better today. It's like some people leave Christianity not because they don't believe anymore, it's or believe in it anymore, it's because. They follow Jesus so much that they're like, I can't do this. I'm out. Uh, just going with a Cosmo Kramer. I'm out uh, and shit like that. So that you know, a virgin girlfriend is very desired there. And uh, <coughs> I, I probably could make a good guesstimation that um, you know, when uh, when finding a wife went into basically what you have to do was. Uh, convince a dad to uh, let you marry her daughter, like his daughter. And it was like, what if I give you a goat? And you're like, I don't know. I don't think you'd be very good. Goat- what if I gave you two goats? And I'm like, well, you know, I could, I'll make that money back. Yeah, sure, you can date. And it's like the firstborn daughter is better than the other. I don't know how that works. I'm just like, you know, if I, you know, if I was going to be an arranged marriage, uh, I'm going to try to arrange to get a fucking hottie, you know, uh, no, so like, I'm just like thinking of, uh, Indian people for them. I'm like there's some fucking, there's some fucking hot Indian women, which is weird. Cause I've seen some of the men, but I've seen some of the ha- Indians are like, Indians are similar to white people. Is it's like, when they handsome up, they handsome up. They, they be handsome. But, uh, when they're normal, ugh, they're not, you know, they're not that good. Uh, you know, that's the Indians are just Asian white people. That's a good fucking thing to say. Um I don't know, like I don't know, if you want an arranged marriage, I guess you want a virgin? I don't know. I don't want to break someone's hymen anymore, you know? Uh and I'm not gonna even get into anything you've broken hymen before. I'm not gonna get into that shit. I'm not gonna fucking get into that. It's my fucking show. You can't you can't be telling me how to make do my own show. Um, anyways, how do you find a virgin girlfriend? Uh, so I hope me talking, uh, persuaded you into thinking I don't agree with this. But anyways, though, I do have to give you advice. That's the rule. That's the rule of the podcast. If you ask for advice, I do have to give it to you. And, uh, it may not always be the best advice, but it'll work. Um, so virgin girlfriend. So if you want to meet a woman who is a virgin, first thing, buddy, uh, you find uh, horse girls. If you, before, cause I'm going to say a religion, like go into religion. Uh, before I even do that, I want to say horse girls. I want to go into horse girls. Cause not many of them are, uh, given or, 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 you know, they're getting, they're not getting, uh, they're not getting their pussies. Their pussies are not wet. Like they see a horse, like you know. I mean, well, their their pussies are getting wet, but like it's from like stimulation when horseback riding. Uh, and I'm not trying to like, I'm you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, um, so I'm not going to win anything like that. Um, horse girls probably aren't meeting a lot of guys, but living up to them is that. Uh, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of horse girls are uh, uh, they do go to, they do go to church a lot. And uh, church girls, if you, if you, a virgin girlfriend is what you want. I really hope you're like a young guy. Please be, don't be like fucking my age. How do I get a virgin girlfriend? I mean, to be honest with you, you know, a lot of teens haven't lost their virginity. It's like, you have to find young women. And I don't like that. So I'm going to just assume you're like, a young guy looking for a virgin girlfriend. This is gonna make me feel gross, isn't this? Um, I think church. Like if you're if you're white, go to church. If you're black, go to black church. I don't know why we had to segregate. You know, God always God was down for black segregation in their in his church. Uh, you know, if you're Muslim, Muslim thing. I think they're pretty good about that. I don't know what the Jews are doing. These Jews are just. I don't know what the Jews are doing. Like. You're like, uh, I don't think they're following their, their thing, but they're just like sticking together. Like, you know, the Jews, uh, the Jews can be doing anything right now. And I, as a religion, as a race, they're fine as a religion though. I have no clue what they're fucking doing. Like, like Seth Rogen is your biggest advocate. Adam Sandler is your biggest advocate. Like, I don't know. Like the very Jewish people, you know, they got to figure that shit out. Um, but uh, how you, first, you find a church and then find like the nerdiest girl there? Like, so nerdy. I'm like, I don't think the nerdy guys are even in on her. Like, that's how you find a virgin girlfriend. Uh, it's not funny. What? It's not, it's, don't laugh. Don't laugh at my show. How do I accurately simulate the feeling of being kissed on the cheek? Dude, oh my god, dude, this is the fucking... I'm going to tell you, this is the second saddest fucking thing I've read on the internet. I'm considering this what I've read on the internet. Uh, This is the second saddest thing I've ever read on the internet. Uh, The first one you may... Because, you know, when you say, like, the second, you know, because I I talk about uh, this one time I went to a Jersey Mike's and it was the second worst diary of my life. And when I tell people about it, you know, you're like, oh, have you eaten Jersey Mike's? Or like, yeah, I had the second worst diary of my life. Or, you know, when you say it's the second, people are going to be asking, what was the first? <laughs> and so when I talk about how, uh, this is the second saddest thing I've read on the internet, I'm probably going to have to tell you the, the first saddest thing. I don't know. It was on one of these ask forums or whatever. And, uh, uh, I don't even know what subreddit, I can't tell you what subreddit it was, but the guy was basically like, he, the this OnlyFans woman who he has been subscribing to uh, did a sex video with a guy, and she seemed very into it. And uh, the words he wrote down, not my words, I'm not like a- exaggerating for the story, I'm just trying to quote what he wrote down was like the pussy juices glowing off of his dick type of thing. He's Like, and I'm just devastated that she's such into sex with him, but not me. And that was, you know, in like, he described how a guy had sex with a woman on camera, a guy, a a woman that he has been paying to follow because he loves her so much. And it's just like, and you, people are like, make fun of that guy. I'm like, "I, I don't, I'm going to, yeah, that's obviously gonna happen. But uh but it also makes me feel sad. And there is a correlation between things that make me feel sad and the things that I'm going to laugh about. Somehow those wires got poorly crossed. Uh and shit like that. So but yeah, it's like Imagine the woman you love and felt, I think I wanna talk to the fellas for a second. If fellas just imagine the woman you love. Like, you're like, you know, some some of you may be your spouse, some of you may be someone who got away. For some of you, it could be Rachel Zelger from the new Shazam movie. But what I'm trying to say is, that woman, you love that woman so much. And then you have to watch a video of her getting fucked by some dude. And by the amount of lubrication that has come out of a woman naturally glistens off his dick, but it's like your wife made that. Like, that is the saddest thing I've ever read. Um, brother, um, how do you simulate it? There's no way to simulate a kiss on the cheek. I don't know what you're fucking going off after. All I'm really going to be able to tell you is, uh, it gets better, brother. Um, either, uh, find some, just, you know, uh, who's the chick on, who was the chick on friends who was like, Oh my God, Chandler, uh, that chick, um, every guy needs one of those, but then those chicks need, it's, it's all a chain, you know, and I can't, I can't, I can't go on anymore talking about it. What does it mean when a woman calls you handsome? I have struggled my whole life to understand this word slash compliment my whole life. I'm socially awkward, and it's sometimes hard for me to understand at word meanings at times. The Urban Dictionary or the Dictionary can only take you so far. Now, brother, I want to help you out with this, because handsome, handsome is a hard word to be called. Now, as a guy calling a woman handsome... Uh, it only leads to comedy. It's only it's only comedy. It is only comedy if you call a woman handsome. It is all comedy. Because, like, imagine, imagine you have a friend. You know, you could be friends with the opposite sex. You know, it's fine. Uh, and it's like, you know, if she wanted to fuck. I'd be down to it right now. But also, like, I don't think her as a person is only worth being friends with because of a possibility for sex, uh, in a one out of a million lifetimes. Uh, you know, and you're just friends with them because they also kind of, you enjoy being around them. And like, that's kind of what makes you attracted to them in the first place. Uh, you know, uh, those are women you should call handsome. You're like, do you think I'm attract? Like, you know, it's your friend who you're not going to fuck. And you're like, do you think I'm attracted? Like you're very handsome. Okay. You know, it's like a compliment and a funny thing. But anyways, though, we're talking about like when women call you handsome. So, I will say, if a woman calls you handsome, uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you, you're not ugly. And if you think, and I'm telling you, if you think a woman is calling you handsome, but she really thinks you're ugly, here's what to do, fellas. I'm, I think this is like a man question. This is for the men. This is a, men, a men's question. Uh, not penis havers, I'm talking to men. Uh, vagina men, you're involved. Uh, if, a woman, if a woman calls you handsome... And you're still questioning, is she just saying that? Or, like, what does she mean? Because I think men want to be called sexy. But if you go to a gay bar and a couple, and guys hit on you, that's the thing. Uh, they'll hit on you. And uh, don't tell them you're straight. Just, like, reject them nicely. Or, like, make them feel good. But, like, then pretend someone else is your boyfriend. I don't know. Pretend another straight is your boyfriend. Like, that's how you, that's how you know you're not ugly. Is you go to a gay bar and some guys say, even if you're fat some women don't care if you're fat fellas, uh, just, like, don't be so fat that you feel uncomfortable, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, uh, anyways, though, if a woman calls you handsome, she's not calling you, she's, you know, she's calling you, like, there is an attractiveness to you, I think men would wish they were called, like, sexy or hot and shit like that, but handsome is, like, a good word for women to call men, you know, and, uh, sexy, like, are we all, we all wish we were sexy, like, I know what my body looks like, I, I make an effort every time I take a shower to, uh, look at my naked body in the mirror, my, like, sad, soft penis, my gut, like, how big are my titties in this current moment, you know, uh, it's a thing, you know, and then when a woman calls you handsome, it's like, you know, they don't, you know, some women want abs, some women, Uh, Want a keg, you know? Six packs not worth it when you can have the whole keg, you know? But also don't be like fucking the whale. Oh, help me out. Man proposes and God disposes. Also don't be that guy who fucking is fat as hell and jerks off on camera. Low quality too, so it makes it even better for some reason. It's always always low quality videos. Maybe I should lower the quality of this podcast video so people just start fucking watching it on YouTube more, you know? No, no, if a woman's calling you handsome, that's a good sign. That means she, you do not make her dry. I feel like I'm right here. Ladies, fill me in here if I'm saying something wrong. But if you're calling a guy handsome, you're telling him, at least to a point, that you do not make me dry, okay? I have to be right. Like, if some people are like, you're wrong on this subject. But if a woman calls you handsome, it also means you don't make her dry, That's 100% a fact, and I would fight all of you to prove that wrong. Or whatever I was supposed to say in that moment. Whatever. Is it possible for someone to be gay or lesbian and not know they are? No. Um, That's the weird thing, though. I feel like my brother came out as gay. I think... I think he was basically 18 by the time he came out as gay. Um, And uh, I'm going to let you all know this. He came out as gay at 18. Oh, so that's when he started being gay? No, that's not when he started. He's probably gay a lot longer before (laughs) that. Like, I don't know. Whatever, I don't know. For me, it was like you watch a cartoon. Um, Was it Kim Possible was for me and like something start makes you feel funny like oh that makes you feel funny like girls have it too you know your pants feel funny uh you know I hear I hear so much shit Johnny Bravo that's why so many women love me uh but no like you know I know for guys and like we we watch a show when we're kids or whatever and it's like oh that's something (laughs) like that's gonna hope this doesn't ruin me someday and, like, other guys, the guys who like the wieners, like, they they watch that shit. You know, they watch cartoons, but they're, like, attracted. They're like, oh, fucking Nigel Thornberry. Braw! Like, that guy gets me, you know, like, that gets you up. You know, shit like that. So, like, you know, and some people are like, I was born this way. And cl- clearly, like, I feel like, yes, you were born that way because, like, that situation, like, you being born was, like, a gay person. But, like, also, like, I don't think two-year-olds are sexually attracted to anything. But also, you know, I'm hopefully trying to say something nice. But also, like, uh, I my first cartoon attraction was Kim Possible. Most people was, was Lola Bunny. Therefore, I am better than all of you because I'm not a furry. If you if your first choice was Lola Bunny, and you know what? You could change your mind after you listen to this podcast, but before you listen to this podcast, it was Lola Bunny. So therefore, you're the perverts because you're into fucking fucking rabbits. So, uh... I identify as a fucking threat. I hit the iPad way too hard. <laughs> Why do so many people want you to get back out there right after a long term relationship? It truly confuses me when the people in my life insist I go on dates with people less than 24 hours after my five-year relationship ending. And when I try to explain how the last thing I want is another relationship right now and that I need to heal however long that takes, I'm met with an argument of what? Why? Don't give up on the dating world. Just give a shot. Huh? There is nothing I would want less than to get into another relationship right now. I need at least a few months to heal or even a couple years, I'll decide when I want to get back out there, and no one seems to understand that, and they somehow find it strange in like, the wrong decision. I generally get offended when a guy is trying to ask me out on a date, knowing I just got out of a long-term relationship, like, what does he think is going to happen? What why would he ever think I would actually be down for that considering the circumstances? it would just jump from the long-term relationships to another one? Why does it seem like being single and healing is such a crazy idea? Um I thought you were a guy at the beginning. Why do I feel like just guys are the other ones writing into this show? It's a woman. Okay, so you were in a relationship with a man. Okay, so that changes a lot of what I'm thinking here. Um One thing I do think friends want to be good friends with is like, Oh, you're single now. Let's just get you laid. You know, a good friend, you know, I feel like in my world, I feel like it's a good mission for me to be like, I want to help people get laid. And I feel like that's the whole purpose of this, you know, consensual sex, you know, consensual nutting on both sides, people, uh, you know, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, we're wanting consensual nutting, you know, on, on, on both sides. That's, that's my goal in life is just to, Everyone to just release their demons and relax, you know. That's what I want to do in life. Uh, so you're a woman, you dated a guy. So I think, you know, a good, th- I think the friend thing to do is like, man, this guy is bumming me out, or this girl is bumming me out. Let's get they, them laid. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. Um, you know, another thing is I feel like it was probably too soon for you because, like, there's a time frame. I give myself six months. If I'm in, like, a serious relationship and then it, it it dies, you know. I probably, six months is usually the time frame I've usually been living in for a while. But, you know, everyone's different and shit like that. But, uh, you know, at one at some point, it's good to think like, hey, I'm not feeling the mood right now. That's okay. I think that's a good viewpoint to live life. Is like, hey, I was not something serious. I don't think now is the best time, you know, to do that shit. You know, makes sense. But at some point... I feel like it's healthy, like you can't be going like five years like doing that shit. Like I like I say, six months is a good is a good time frame for that shit. Uh because it's like jumping into a pool. And you know, it's like it's hot outside, but the pool is fucking frozen cold. And so when you jump into it, it's gonna be cold, but like, you know, jumping into it straight on, I feel like is a little bit easier than, you know, like you know, people were like, I'm going to put a foot in, oh, it's cold, oh, oh. and try to get used to it that way, I feel like just jumping in straight at it, or just rolling down the slide, or whatever, uh, it's just that good shock, and that's, you know, to cool you off, and the shit like that, and uh, I think that's what some people think, too, because there's a right time, let's think about dating, getting back out there, going dating again, uh, the right time, there's probably isn't a right time for you there. There will never be the right time, but at some point you need to jump into the pool and it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but eventually, but you're going to get used to it a lot faster if you try to, you know, jump into it, you know, the right way, you know, if you, when well, you know, I feel like jumping into the pool, just getting it all over with is easier than like trying to tiptoe it. Uh, that's how you, that's how you should live your life. It's my life. It's now or never. I am gonna live forever. I wish I was a creative person. I feel so boring not being one. I aspire to be like the actors I see on TV, songwriters, directors. All around me, people seem to be so artistic and I just consume it. Does anyone relate? Uh, I do not relate, but I am also an expert on this situation. Sounds like you have a healthy life, a healthy life. And, uh, it's I feel like creative people always have like some trauma they're trying to get over that they have some trauma they can never get over. But like some people are good at like figuring that shit out or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I feel like, you are know, not traumatized and you don't have a weird desire or a weird thing. And I think the one thing about being a creative person that people don't talk about is the the whole act of like your your willingness to learn so if you're like someone who's like I like learning I like hearing things so like that and when it's to a creative mark because you know I've I've been like you know I bought an Apple pencil for like my my iPad Air and I'm in like trying to learn how to draw oh I'm not like trying to learn because I'm not taking like classes but I'm like trying to draw because I know as a musician. Uh, you know, you can't get good on an instrument just from, like, watching a video. You have to pick up the instrument and do it. And, like, drawing, you have to continue to do it. That's the way the iPad is you're not wasting, like, a million sheets of paper for something. Uh, and stuff like that. So that, you know, that's me trying to be creative artistically, you know, with drawing. Uh, I mean, I can talk to you about music and film and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I could talk to you a little about film. I'll just get into film right now. You know, the idea of film... You know, there's, there's a specific purpose, and uh, even, you know, I, I do movie reviews of kind of ridiculous movies, and, uh, you know, like, the meaning why this movie was made, I'm like, this is a fun thing, and I think people will enjoy it and love it, you know, just people have a good time watching it. You know, if that's the case, that's fine. Then you watch, like, artistic pieces that get nominated for the Oscars, like, it's telling a story, it's telling a narrative, it's supposed to have, like, a lesson to it. And that's why I always joke around when I do movie reviews. It's like, what was the lesson of this movie? And like, And you watch a ridiculous, dumb movie, and you're like, the lesson was, uh, it was like Jack Frost. It's like, don't wish your dead dad back as a snowman because you will cry very hard uh, less than a year after his death. <laughs> like that's, that's the answer to the question. And so I feel like creative is like longing for it. And uh, I do have to think like, you have to find a... Creative outlet for yourself, and uh, and it's so. I think I'm I'm so weird on the other edge. I think last week I talked about I got some high school kids asking. He's like, "How do you start writing music?" I'm like, "I don't know." I mean, like I said, I just hit the guitar, try to play something, and then record it and make something from there. You know, but like tell someone like from ground zero to try to do it. I'm like, it's an interesting question. How do you start writing music? Like that's. Like, you can start learning music theory, you can, you know, there's so many directions you can take, but, you know, like, oh, you need, because a lot of people will be like, you need to understand this first, I'm like, if we're not have, we don't have to have, like, a prerequisite to it, how do you start writing music? It's such an interesting proposal to, to musicians, I'm like, how do you write music? Like, it's like, i you know, like, pick up your guitar, figure out some chord changes, and then go for it. I'm like, well you need to understand how chord changes work. And, you know, like, I'm like the answer to that question when I try to old kids, because I'm a music genius, uh, is that uh, find chord progressions that you like and write over them. Because uh, chord progressions are not uh, copyrightable. I don't, I don't know if that's the word. But you can't copyright, or you can't, like, own chord progressions. But you can own melodies, so if you get the chord progressions and write a melody on top of it... I like to do do it to songs that I am very disconnected from and don't really know the melody to it. So that makes me feel better. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, be creative. Uh, just start making something and, uh, figure out a kind of direction from there. I would say like, Oh, do you want to be an actor audition for a play? And, uh, hopefully you can get at least something of a part and try to be creative there and like figure out the backstory of the actor songwriters. Uh, do you know an instrument? Because that's gonna help. Uh, figure out a s find a song that has an easy chord progression. Use that chord progression. Try to sing a melody on top of that and then write from there. So the directors, get your phone out, try to make something, you know. Artistic, you know, get a cheap knockoff apple pencil and an iPad and go from there. You know? I think that's you know, just just do it i like macklemore but i don't think i'm supposed to but like the grades weren't great because at birth they could paint the grades were great because they painted a lot you no know, you just gotta find things you like do it a lot and then move on from there that's what it that's why i keep doing podcasts and you know, i'm like 180 episodes of this moving on do adults still laugh at dirty jokes Uh, I've seen videos of people who are about 27 plus in age laughing at dirty jokes like dick and balls or that's what she said, for example. I was wondering if they're just an exception or if many adults laugh at jokes like that. Uh, Here's a good question. Yeah, I like this question because, yes, adults still laugh at dirty jokes. Like there's, you know, everyone's different. You know, if you go to if you're in school, I'm assuming that you're a person who's probably in school and like your classmates, like some classmates will like dirty jokes. Some classmates will not like dirty jokes, not at all. And figuring that out, you're like, okay, some people are prudes, some people are cool. And uh, eventually you have your friends marry the prudes and they get divorced and shit like that. That's that's a whole other thing. That's a thing that's for someone else. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, like, you're, if you're a kid who laughs at dirty jokes, you're going to be an adult who laughs at dirty jokes. Even if like your wife doesn't like dirty jokes and you're like a guy and you're like, I still like dirty jokes, so I'll, you know, enjoy dirty jokes in my my time, but I won't subject my wife to them. Like, that's what I do with my mom. I accidentally send her a, you know, a, you know I, I like to, in the middle of the night, I like to think of dumb things and text friends, like, my dumb thoughts, and uh, that really helps me with, like, this show, too, also. Like, some, some of those thoughts have come on this show, and I accidentally sent one to my mom while she was sleeping. Then, like, then two days later, she's like, why do you text me a dirty joke? I'm like, uh, I actually texted back, like, sorry, this wasn't for you. So you shouldn't be telling those jokes anyway. I'm like, well, I like to know my audience, and you were not my audience, you know. Uh, dirty jokes are great. Uh, the problem is when you become an adult, like, when you're, if you're an adult, like, you gotta think dirty jokes probably don't work with your job unless, like, you do a podcast or are you a musician. Uh, radio hosts probably not even anymore because of, like, FCC rules where, like, podcasts don't have that, or, like, Well, uh, don't kill anyone and do illegal shit on your podcast. I'm like, all right, that's fine with me. And then YouTube's like terms of service, you know, and that really affects your audio too. Um, but yeah, I know that is, that is kind of sad. Like that kids don't know that, but like your job, like you're working a normal job. You can't be, you know, you find guys who are like cool with that and like that, but then there's people who aren't cool with it and you can't be subjecting people who aren't cool with it to that shit. But it's okay, you know, to your friends and stuff like that and joke around and stuff like that. Also don't be like a dick to women, you know. That's that's shit like that. Like I was surprised I had a friend who like her dad was a like she this is her, like, and I don't I know her as well as I probably say her dad was a pervert. But I'm like, I say dirty jokes all the time and she was not she didn't did not like that was not bad. Was like, oh yeah, because we're not like let's hold a woman down and cage her up. <laughs> like shit, dude. Um you know, and, uh, yeah, adult, I just want to say, yeah, if you're a kid and watching this, like, adults love dirty jokes. Like, there's the time of adults. I went to a quick trip, the The change amount was 69, all, and, I, like, you know, I was, like, pulling on my money, I'm like, oh, yeah, and change amount, nice. And he's like, God, I, and, like, the was like, God, I was thinking that, too. <laughs> but, I, I know you can't say anything, you know, because he's fucking doing his work, he's doing a job. Like, not everyone wants to hear fucking, like, sex jokes when, like... Someone's providing them a service they're paying for. Uh, you know, it's just like, y- you you know the right times and the wrong times. And I think why you think adults don't like dirty jokes is because, oh, you're a parent and you don't want, you know, like your parents are going to be a little rough because they're like, ah, we can't have you saying that fucking shit in front of other people. But if you say it in front of us, it's also really funny. So that's what dirty jokes are for adults. Uh, we love them. Most of us love them. The cool ones love them. And you know, they don't like them. Like, honestly, if you don't like dirty jokes, like, it's going to be a really hard time, like, being my friend or acquaintance or whatever. Uh, when you're not like a family figure who would not like that. So. Well, regardless, though, that's how we're ending today. We finished another episode of Candler Sweezy. You finish these shit things and you just. Start editing. You move on to next week. It's like a whole fucking roller coaster. Roll, roller coaster. I found not know. Roll, roller coaster. You don't know. Jack Antonoff writes not good music anymore, but I wish it was because he's smart. Uh, so As that, that, this is the fin. This is the ending of Candle Schwizy. Uh, at least for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Uh, make sure you're checking it out. Social media under at the shweezy, my music under shweezy, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account. Hit the subscribe instead of follow and financially support us like you can on Patreon where it's a tip jar right now. If you're on the audio platforms, check out our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page. And uh, while you're there, share the highlights with all your friends and family and grandmas and grandpas and shit like that. And leave us a comment because that's going to be the best place to leave comments that I'm interested in. And if you're on the audio platforms, like I said, leave a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Schweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah, stay awesome.